welcome to the shutdown full cast. <laughs> I don't even really know where to start. We'll just state them facts, okay? Just lay out everything that's happened over. I don't know. Let's keep it simple. The last forty-eight hours. Okay, right, so sorry, sorry, USF, UCF. Um, sorry, I think that means we're not talking about Miami losing to Pitt. Um, um, well, let's let's just let's just mention these quick seventy-two hour window. Oh yeah, Miami lost their first game to to a to a very confident Pat Narduzzi. What Pat Narduzzi did coming out of halftime was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen because it could have backfired spectacularly. Oh no he, he he had he had everything to lose there because by saying that yeah it happened in West Virginia it happened in South Carolina and it's happening again he didn't even sound like he was a hedging or b saying it with any bluster whatsoever that was delivered with the full confidence of a man who knew that he had his foot halfway up the ass of his opponent and was going to get the whole thing up there but but is also taking credit for Dave Wanstead's work, which seems unfair. Well, aren't we, aren't we all? Aren't we all? I mean, we all stand on the shoulder of giants and their giant sandwiches. Also, all pit people are part Wanstead, right? It's like a spore system, right? Mm, right. They, they are like, I'm Dave Wanstead, like, like Spartacus. They all stand up with an enormous sandwich in hand and an orange city beer in the other. And I am Dave Wanstead. There, that would be an amazing twenty three and Me promo. You get some some dude in like New Mexico who's like, "Oh, I'm three percent Wanstead. Look at that! I had no idea." It it, it was so easy. I just went downtown and I uh, accent my, immediately just goes all sideways. <laughs> put, put my germs in the mail. So that happened. That happened. So Miami lost. This is how you know. That everything has gone full sideways in the past 72 hours that we are just going to say, oh, yeah, Miami lost. Yeah. Yep. Number two lost. Next. Ain't got no time. Yeah. Ain't got no time. Ain't got no time for the best game that I watched all year, which was UCF-USF, a game which in the last three minutes had three lead changes and included a 80-yard uh, bomb by USF, which was answered promptly by an immediate kickoff return for a touchdown by UCF thus keeping the Knights' record spotless and sending them into the American final with Memphis in a game where there will be no fewer than 115 points scored. No, these are these are not even top billing. These are barely second billing when you get to everything that has happened. So in order, uh, Iron Bowl, Auburn, Alabama, Saturday afternoon, 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern, but 2.30 God's time zone. And God showed up. God had money on Auburn, y'all. Because Auburn Jesus is real. Auburn Jesus has a gambling problem, and he, he does, it's not a problem, alright? Auburn Jesus can stop when he wants. Auburn it's, Jesus It's is, an investment. Hey, man, if you if you call Auburn Jesus's 1-900 line right now... I mean, Jesus did go into the desert, so I guess that does make him the original Sandman. He's the original Sandman. <laughs> hey man, hey man, my friend in the desert, Jesus. <laughs> okay, that's, that's who Brent was talking about all along. You yep, guys had Musburger completely wrong. I, I, I like what I like here is that 
usually when we talk about Auburn Jesus, we mean like, you know, uh, the, the prayer of Jordan Hare, the tip tail Mary, the kick six, all that type of shit. Here it was like, okay, I guess Jesus goes about 315 and runs like a 4940 because, uh, you know, Auburn had the advantage in the trenches. It, we'll credit that to Jesus, I guess. Listen, Jesus yeah. did. Jesus was great in off-season workouts. All right, got it. More explosive from his base, from his hips. Yeah, yeah. I like this. Reminds me on like you see on like Reddit where you get you see the argument about like who would win, Batman versus John Cena versus Jesus, and they're like, all right, let's go to the tape. Here we got Batman picking up a warehouse. Okay, well here's John Cena. You know, he he just beat somebody who's already dead. Who 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 can top that? And then you come in with Jesus's feats, and it's like, oh man. Come on now. They're getting I mean, smoked. I hear what you're saying. At the same time, Jesus, cross drill, you want to be carrying that the whole way. You don't want to be dropping it. And yeah, you're going to say, but he rolled the rock away. Nobody saw that, man. Like, we don't know if he had a spot. We don't know if he was, nope. you know, using using any sort of, like, assistance there. But it, it, it doesn't even matter, though. If you had help from angels, okay, they're coming on the field. And you know what? What did Auburn get flagged for? What did Auburn get flagged for? 12 men on the field. <laughs> Tell them. It was, that extra man? it was Who's there. It was there. Man on the field was walking beside us. There were twelve men the whole goddamn time, Alabama. <laughs> you didn't even know about it. You just saw him once. You caught a glimpse of the glory, and, you, what and, you... and it bailed you out. Your sorry asses, your sorry heathen asses. Get out of, get out of the, get out of my stadium. Here's what you, here's what you need to know. By the way, uh, several things from watching this game live. One. Auburn, best wrestling crowd in the entire SEC. Why do I say that? Because Auburn does everything that a crowd is supposed to do exactly on time, right? It's not like LSU where, you know, yes, the the, the brimming cup full of swamp evil that you've come to uh, sup with is is full and a little terrifying. And, and invites you, know, you to fillet a tiger. Sure. The most, like, the, not only the most problematic SEC fan chant, but also the most zoologically confusing in terms of execution, <laughs> intent. There's so much that doesn't make sense about the chant for LSU's neck. But Auburn fans do everything that like a wrestling crowd does like on time, right? Like when it's time to go, holy shit, holy, they do it, right? Um, when No Problem by, uh, by Chance the Rapper comes on, guess what? Um, most of the crowd, a surprising percentage of them, they don't say the words they're not supposed to say. They censor them because their ministers watching and they know parts of it are problematic because they're a little further along on that curve than you think they are. Not not too much further, but a little bit further than, than you think. Uh, additionally, they get quiet when they're supposed to get quiet. They get real loud. They cheer along with what they're supposed to do. And when it comes time to troll the hell out of Alabama and play Dixieland Delight and Rammer Jammer, they sing along with the whole thing. Already prepped. Got the script. Totally ready. So, yes. School full of like you know engineers and ag people. They they got it covered. They got plans. They got blueprints. It's all done according to scheme. So so well done, Auburn. A delightful experience with that. You also need to know that yeah, at one point Auburn did have twelve men on the field, thus negating um, a hilariously bad Alabama snap. Like as bad as I've seen that offense meltdown or discombobulate. Um, I think it's probably unfair to say like earlier i was like thinking i don't know this offense is really missing something they've been pretty good they just haven't faced anybody really good and when they face somebody really really good guess what auburn's defensive line did that just just ate up their entire offensive line dominated them at the point of uh, of attack and kept jalen hurts who's real good y'all like 
first person to step up and be like, yeah, Jalen Hurts isn't that good. Yeah, you'll get slapped. That's ridiculous. He's fantastic. They just, they handing just, out slaps. I do. I am. Tonight I'm handing out slaps. Who won't step up and get slapped? Free slaps. First person to tell me about how Greg Schiano was martyred on social media. Slap. It's slap a hurts hater. Sunday. That's it. Listen, listen. Don't, don't, don't give the whole store away now. Okay, that's just a taste of what that's we're doing. Of what we got coming. Okay. We, we're not even through the Iron Bowl. <laughs> this is just, this is just the intro. We got, we got Puff Daddy mur- yeah. mur- murmuring beneath everything we're saying right now. He ain't even, he ain't even ready to shut up yet. <laughs> we do. We're building. We're building to a prelude. We're not even close to the climax of this thing yet. <laughs> but yeah, that's it, it, Iron Bowl. Uh, basically, a complete domination by Auburn, start to finish. Alabama's only in this game because of uh, a couple of mistakes in one drive that they get in the second half, where Alabama comes out and just blows Auburn off the ball. And I guess I don't know. Auburn was sleepy. It was stunning to watch because you're like, "Well, wrap. That's a wrap. This game's over." They can run Bama, the ball like Bama's that. Just tired, man. It's like, they, only had, they only had one Bama drive in them. After that, it's whew, dad spent. <laughs> it, was, it was an Undertaker match. Not a good one. <laughs> and, and Bama came out like, all right, now I'm going to put you in a sleeper hold. Auburn said, nope, no, you ain't. Pyaw. It's off, off, off the top turnbuckle for me. I, I like yeah. for about like five minutes of game time in the middle of the second half. Bama straight up looked like Arkansas or Ole Miss or Tennessee. Yeah. It did. Yeah, that wasn't no, Bama anymore. Wait, wait, wait. Not, not Tennessee. For that's, like five minutes. That's like not, no. There, I, will, I, will, I will slander the name of the Tide by comparing them to the most garbage SEC um, program you can conjure. Of 2017. Like it. Of yeah. 2017 will be specific. I don't care who it is. I mean, the fucking, (laughs) how how many times this year did Tennessee have like three fucked up snaps in the course of like five minutes and various other fuck up all at once? They'd usually lose one of them, so they couldn't get three, so. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Tennessee doesn't actually snap the ball very often. Uh, Yeah, Auburn Auburn looked awesome. Uh, The way, I thought the way that they responded to that touchdown from Alabama after the half field goal drive, touchdown drive, touchdown drive. Like they looked like they knew what they were doing on pretty much every offensive possession. I don't know if they'll be able to do this now that their running backs are Spencer and Spencer's uh, neighbor. Well, you know, I will say this, that if anybody could get me in a position to succeed, it would be Gus Malzahn. Additionally, apparently Jarrett Stidham is now a world-class or at least he looked that way against Alabama. Again, how wrong is your entire game plan? And how discombobulated are you by the opponent when I can sincerely say important gains on the ground by Jarrett Stidham? Vital gains on the ground by Jarrett Stidham. A crucial zone read touchdown. That's when I think the <laughs> Alabama defense knew that, that they were done. It was when Jarrett Stidham pulled the ball and dove and had nothing but room in front of them. They're like, oh, y'all, it's just, just not, it's not happening today. It's just not. When it's, it's like 6'6", six, six quarterback from Texas just galloping wild through the secondary. You got a problem here. The last time I saw a, a quarterback do that against Alabama, who I did not recognize as an absolute physical genius, right? An obvious physical genius. It was Steven Garcia. 
Whew. Yeah. And he's been it's, dead it's been for a... 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great if we just like Steven Garcia, who's he's perfectly a nice guy. Like if you met him and you're just like, ah, the ghost of Steven Garcia. Just treated him. <laughs> he died in that gin plant explosion in 1988. Zounds, the ghost of Steven Garcia approaches. <laughs> We're buying shots for him. Do you have mixers? Uh, I do. I do have mixers. Ghost of Steven Garcia. Here's some cranberry juice. Be gone. It's good. You got got to get your vitamin C in if you're going to recover from all that. Um, So the, the, that's the iron bowl done Alabama with a loss. And now having played and achieved a rate of 100% butts out, winning the SEC West and getting Gus Malzahn his Waffle House dinner. It should be noted, by the way, when I was on the field, uh, I went down with, with my like press pass, right? All official like and standing in the weirdest collection. If you go into like the collection of weird Auburn people who can all crop up at one place, I was standing next to Tim Cook and Jason Campbell. Those were my two. Like, what is Auburn? You're like, well... A big old quarterback he used to be made fun of for wearing white shoes in his leisure time, right? And and Tim Cook, the head of Apple. Auburn's weird, y'all. In, in a good way. Well, they got it's because they got those tricky hedges. Well that's that's what you really gotta watch out for. If you wanna know if you wanna know why you should root for Auburn to upset everyone for the rest of time if they're playing at home, here's why. Watching people get stuck in the hedges. <laughs> Like deeply stuck, like meaningfully stuck. It, it looked like watching the computer game, The Lemmings, <laughs> where it's just people soaring off a cliff. <laughs> I thought, I thought it looked like Saving Private Ryan, right? Like <laughs> first wave. What else? We, I mean, so yeah, one and two loss. Ohio State beat Michigan despite going down fourteen points to start the game, and Man, JT- I- I forgot that even happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, JT Barrett was neither the leading passer nor leading rusher for Ohio State. Um, he was fine-ish, if you consider 97 total yards, 30 of them passing and two touchdowns. Good. I mean, but he was not, like, the key to the game. I mean, the key to the game was that the Michigan defense just totally unraveled in the second half just could not keep uh, uh, Ohio State uh, from driving. And also that Ohio State has far more good backup quarterbacks than Michigan does and and right. always will. That's true. Every year. I mean, in fairness, Michigan is down to like QB7 at this point. I've had 2014 Urban Meyer doesn't know what the problem is. Who's Brad Henney? I don't even Is that a clone? <laughs> is that a failed clone? Who's Benny Henney? <laughs> Who's Juan Navar? This is a nightmare. Um, but but and you know a- a- after this game ended, I turned to uh, our colleague Richard Johnson and I said, you know, I'm glad that Ohio State won this game by a decisive margin, so that we don't have to listen to either of these sides argue about something relatively inconsequential and way too conspiracy theory. Nope, Urban Meyer provides. <laughs> The camera, yeah, like, the, the cameraman assassin, <laughs> Liam, Liam Neeson is the photographer in theaters everywhere. 
I've seen Ben. Actually, I had it as Ben Affleck in the accountant, right? So you could just have him like, so you could have have like you know mock gifts of him like staring at cameras. And right, like, yeah, right. He's... A lot, of, a lot of like shitty point and shoot jokes. Yeah, exactly. He points and then he shoots. I don't even know what's going on in this situation. All I know is that Urban Meyer has, I guess, accused a cameraman affiliated with Michigan of intentionally injuring JT Barrett. JT Barrett says he doesn't think it was intentional. The whole thing seems incredibly ridiculous. And at this point, I just want Wisconsin to win the Big Ten championship so we don't have to hear about it anymore. Because it just seems dumb and, and wrong at this point. I, I, I don't know why it exists. That shouldn't be a big deal because all Wisconsin cameras are still like Dagora types, however right, you say that right, word. Right, the, the thing where the big plume of smoke... Yeah, yeah. so you can see those coming. <laughs> they're big, though. They're heavy. One of those falls on you, you'll die. If you get hit with one of those, you're laid out. There won't yeah. be no ow my knee. It'll you're done. Yeah. Give give my best to my children. I was destroyed by an eighteen nineties camera. <laughs> Just a big, big plate full of a big old silver plate fell on my head. A daguerreotype ended my season. It's a traveling trophy, okay? The deadly daguerreotype. <laughs> Let's give that one to Wisconsin, Indiana. Wisconsin, Wisconsin spring game. It's the Wisconsin spring game traveling trophy. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we can like rip through a bunch of these others. No, nope. I, I will put no, up. That was, that was about it. I mean, I am amused that Iowa put up fifty-six points. On Nebraska, I we don't have to talk about it in detail, but it's still a real number. It's a real yeah. number that's out there. Um, over five hundred you know yards you, of offense. Yeah. You know what else? You know what else is a real number, Ryan? What? Seven. Yeah, that's a real number. You know what else is a number? Eight, and that's if Iowa gets eight wins. All these like bonuses kick in. I think seven trigger. I think seven like trigger the um the extra year of the buyout already. It did trigger the extra year of the buyout. If they get eight, I believe there's an additional bonus or two that kicks in. There's ones, there's uh, lucrative ones for staff at Iowa at the seven win mark, I believe, as well. Meaning that if you wondered whether the pressure was on for this game, right, <laughs> to prove to, as proof of life for the value of Iowa staff and a reminder that they owe everything to Kirk Ferentz. Oh, yeah, it was on. It's the most important game of your life, boys. It's the most important game of your life. Coach, we're up by 30. Keep pouring it on. <laughs> show them show what I'm. we're made of. Louisville just took so much frustration out on Kentucky. That was enjoyable to watch. Um, and Oregon scored 69 points. It, nice. It is important to note that after Louisville took care of Kentucky in a game in which uh, def- a defender tried to fight Lamar Jackson and ended up getting laid out, which well, that's not a great look. Skinny, skinny quarterback laying you out. Then, then again, skinny dude from Florida. You don't want to fight that dude. Um, and then after the game, Lamar uh, took Kentucky's soul, man. But they play in Kroger Field, which Kroger, is, if you don't know, is an awful grocery store chain. Not Maybe not awful. We've discussed before. C-minus at best. Um, Lamar hit him with the meme of himself towering over Kroger Field, uh, spraying down like Godzilla laser eyes on fleeing Kentucky players. Uh, and I think the caption was like, I don't, I don't know what you know, Kroger is. I'm all about Publix. I'm from Florida. 
which like you know upon gazing at that it was like holy shit man number one pick that's my quarterback browns please look away everyone else trade up yeah you you, you know you know who's really really your guy cleveland josh allen Josh Allen. I, oh, I, damn. You can you can you can just pass on a pick. You can just Minnesota Vikings it and not turn. That's a, pick a good in. idea. That's a good idea. Can you or could we could we send the Browns like just a dude we really like? You know who who you know ain't really gonna cut in the league, but we'd like to see him get some money. You know, like may, maybe like a like George's kicker. You know what I mean? I mean he's good, but yeah, Rod- Rodrigo Blankenship. Yeah, he's good, but like, is he really going to be, you know, star you know, NFL you, kicker? You know, they'll make him play quarterback, right? You That's know, fine. they'll do that. Okay, I think well, he'd like that. I think he'd like that. I disagree. I strongly disagree. Well, he'd like the idea. Okay, that may be true. He's got glasses, so he's a smart guy. So he probably would not like the idea of playing quarterback for the Browns. You're right. Is there is there any other game that we have to discuss here? I mean, yes, Florida lost to Florida State. It, they look terrible. They are terrible. Randy Shannon can, you know, go get lost in a parking lot for 18 years. And yeah, no, he, he, he'll he do that. I know. He's prone to it. Uh, Wazoo got palindromed. Mm-hmm. Man, Apple, Apple Cup. I'm glad Apple Cup did not have national implications because Jesus Christ did it not live up to them. Yeah, wow. I mean, Washington State, okay, let's see. What is their, uh, their road performances this year? Um, they went to Oregon and got the win. Went to Cal, lost by 34. Went to Arizona, lost by 21. Went to Utah, squeaked out the win. Uh, went to Washington and lost by uh, uh, 27. I don't know. Mad enough in my head. So <laughs> that's not a good point differential right there. You should just stay in Pullman, said um, no one ever. Yeah, just just stay in Pullman. Also completing the Benjamin Button trajectory of Luke Falk's career, where he came in a senior and he left a freshman. Uh, in high school. Yeah. Very, very confusing, but that's done. That's over. Hey, that's who we'll send to the Browns. We'll send Luke Falk, right? Like, hey, you know, you took a lot of hard hits. We'll send you to Cleveland, where you'll kind of just do the same, but but much more lucratively. And yeah, then you just, you'll, you'll get benched unexpectedly and then get put back in the game. Um, how you perform will not necessarily impact whether or not your team wins. Um, yeah, this seems good. Yeah, that's good. He's man. I'm telling you, he's, he's, he's overqualified. Prepared. Yeah. Oh, also, he's tall and white. He's tall and white and can't really run. Perfect. Perfect. NFL scouts go, go get your man. Brandon Whedon sheds a single tear. Um. No, you know we do have one more game to discuss. What? The greatest game of all, that of management. Oh my god. Yeah, everyone got fired. And and, and and a bunch of people got hired too. Yeah, you're you're here to hear about it. We're here to talk about it. That's that's what we're here for. And I will inform you. I'm going to give you the freshness date on all of this. Okay, we're recording this at about ten o'clock Eastern time on Sunday night. Anything that happens after this, we're not liable for. We're not actually we're not liable for any of it. We're not decision makers, and thank God for that because. Because apparently sometimes those can be overruled very yeah. quickly. Spencer just said we're not liable in the presence of a lawyer. That is stamped. We are hereby released from all. It now It is now the purge. That's true. All, all, all crime all, is all legal. statements are legal. All crime is legal now. Congratulations. Um, God. All right. Let's just see if we can rapid fire this just to make sure I ca- catch everything. Um, Texas A&M told everybody except 
Kevin Sumlin that they were firing Kevin Sumlin, and that triggered a bunch of us to be like, but what if he beats LSU? He lost to LSU by 24. Kevin Sumlin is no longer the coach at Texas A&M. Let's see. Let's give you you a little detail about that, by the way. Right. Uh, What's what's his buyout? Was it 12? Yeah, about about, about, uh, 11 million, I think. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, buyouts are usually phased out. For example, Charlie Weiss's buyout, 16 and million and change, phased out over six years from Notre Dame. So he was just on that buyout life, like tick and check after check after check. Uh, Kevin Sumlin's buyout, not quite 16 million, right? Somewhere more in the range of like 10 to 11 million, depending on how you count it. Uh, do you know when that's due? 60 days! Lump sum! <laughs> Dude, that's a cable bill! <laughs> 60 days is a payment like for a cable bill not for 10 mil all, all i'm saying is this 60 days from now is like butting getting close to valentine's day if kevin sumlin doesn't have the most baller valentine's day ever he fucked up man if also 60 days i'm calling him like hey y'all got my check oh yeah no 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 you show up at the meeting you make them count it Escobar style with the 1980s digital counter, right? Yeah, exactly. And I roll up and I'm like, Gustavo, count it. So Texas A&M is rumoredly going after Jimbo Fisher, but as of 10 o'clock, we don't have anything firm on that, correct? Uh, correct. Basically. All we know is that um, <laughs> Bud, Bud reported at uh, Tom Hot Nation that like weeks ago, Texas A&M media outlets were like, hey, can you can you record something on Jimbo Fisher for us? And Bud was like, mm, how about I'll just blog about it at Tomahawk Nation <laughs> you asked me to do this. <laughs> so Inquiries about Jimbo Fisher grow. <laughs> Bud Elliott, the worst confidential informant. <laughs> like, hey, y'all, if you want to try and hire FSU's coach, mm, you might want to, <laughs> if you're trying to keep it quiet, maybe, maybe go to somebody besides Bud because... Because, because you know, because your content, you know, uh, if if you try to make Bud your content, guess what? Bud just made you content. He's he's the blog judo master. That's what Bud yeah, is. That's what it is. <laughs> I thought I had a hold, and there was a pro. Uh, let's see. Florida did not hire Chip Kelly because he went to UCLA. Did not hire Scott Frost because he apparently didn't even want to take a meeting with them and maybe going to take the Nebraska job, which Mike Riley got fired from. Um, even though I'll give him this, he he did decide to like pretend as if everything was fine. He did decide to just be like, well, just going to come into work here, going to break down some tape. Probably everything's fine. Turn off my Outlook notifications because nothing could be coming down the pike that is of particular importance. Silence my phone and have a nice glass of grapefruit juice. Uh, but Florida did hire Dan Mullen. Uh, yeah. So, so now Mississippi State has is next in the rotation for somebody to hire, let's see, Arkansas fired Brett Bielema literally the second the game was over. Got literally. It. it's They might as well have, like, shot a crossbow at his feet with a scroll attached to it that said, you're fucking fired. That's how efficient. it Like, ruthlessly efficient. There's, I, I don't, you know, I don't really, this may come as a shock to you, I don't have much sympathy for Authority figures, management, etc. However, I will say, I don't know when you fire somebody. 
like they didn't they didn't do it on the field. They did it in a room, right? Like he got off the field and they did it in like a room next to his office. It was how it how it broke down, apparently, according to various sources. The statement was handed out to media like the second they ended. Yeah. Um and as for Bert himself, he was like, as he's walking to the locker room, they pull him into his office, like, hey, step in here. Bye. And then like he has to go do the postgame presser with all the media holding up like uh, says says who you're fired, coach. We we found out, you know, bef- before you did, and you found I, out. I don't I don't know if there's a good way to do it. I just don't. I don't think there's because here, okay, what, what's the right way to do it? Todd Graham's going to have a meeting at eight a.m. Todd Graham, Todd Graham just won a big rivalry game. Just did it in con- <laughs> in convincing fashion. Todd Graham, who was picked to go like three and nine, went seven and five and beat an actually good Arizona and finished and, uh, se- and finished the- second in the division. It went like what five and four in the Pac-12. It beat Washington, dude. I think Todd Graham put up some of his own money for facilities. Like I think that that accounting might be a little like. Well, yeah, but then he got to take a cool construction photo, so it was sort of a. Exactly right. They're like, do you, do you want to play with the dump truck for five hundred? <laughs> yes, <grand?"> yes, I do. <laughs> this is like, I mean, it eventually became like the seventeenth weirdest thing from Sunday in college football news. But like, I sympathize with Todd Graham quite a bit. Yeah, t- Todd Graham got screwed, and I'm, I'm, I, I feel emotions about it. That's well, crazy. Here, like, all right, we we made fun of Todd Graham for being, uh, admittedly, a bit of a mercenary. And job hopping early in his career, right? Having a you know one year stop here and well, negotiating and, and, with people and at the same doing time, it, doing it in the shitty Bobby Petrino way, where you like leave your leave your players half of a uh, edible arrangement with a note attached to it. It's like, yeah, I left. Sorry, I'm not, also pineapple makes my tongue itch, so I left it for you. Not even, not even like half of an edible. That that'd be like fairly cool, right? No. <laughs> Sleeping like half of an edible arrangement and a text message being like, thank you for your passion. Right. And so, you know, I don't know, maybe from a certain perspective, if you're into like, you know, karmic accounting, maybe it's fair that once Todd Graham sort of committed to an institution and a place that they ended up firing him, despite him giving a consistent level of achievement, which the Arizona state program, much like the Arizona program, hasn't really ever enjoyed in modern history. And, And if they have, it's only for very short instances, right? Uh, so maybe, maybe to a certain perspective, that's that's cool. I, I just think it's not. That's that's my disagreement is to be like, no, like he's good. And I will say this also: every assistant who's played for Todd Graham, they're like, he's not your friend, but he's a great boss, and he'll absolutely let you do what you're supposed to do. And if you look at the like number of coordinators he's turned out who've been really good on both sides of the ball. Or who that he's found. He's been a good talent scout, right? Gus Malzahn being probably like the most prominent one of those. And like Kevin Sumlin, he's getting a whole bunch of money. Oh his my. Buyout. Is any of this money? This is the most perplexing thing that's going on in college football. Not the most perplexing because we're going to talk about that. But from a contractual, nope, not from a contractual standpoint. That's not true either. Okay. Um, pretend Tennessee doesn't exist. Good. You're instantly a little happier, right? Now, the weirdest thing that's going on in the college football coaching world is that all of these coaches are getting contracts where there's a big-ass buyout attached to them. That's not weird. That's normal. I think we understand that, yes, if we fire you, we're going to have to pay you uh, 7 to $14 million or something. Even Lovey Smith has a buyout that's just, like, stupid high, and his team is terrible. 
none of these contracts have offset languages, which is how you get Florida paying Will Muschamp while he's coaching at Auburn, which is how you will have Texas A&M potentially paying Kevin Sumlin to coach at Arizona State or somewhere else, and which is how you get Todd Graham getting a big fat check from Arizona State, and none of it will be offset by any of his earnings at the next at any next job he takes. None of it. All of it will be due. It's it's almost like this is an entirely uh, artificial economy where the money just needs to be flushed before the federalities find it. Huh. Huh. It's funny. Also, like blue, t- the, blue team, blue team. Jason Kirk knows too much. Blue team, activate disposal uh-oh. unit five. Blue team, go. I've been compromised. They need to take. They need to take him out before his truth gets the streets the knowledge they need to overturn the social yeah. order. Like every rapper, when they get woke, the third verse is like, they're going to kill me before I finish this verse. But that was the last line anyway. Like that was the 16th bar of your verse. Yeah. That's uh, the the other thing that is insanely amusing to me about this is that, uh, is, is that like, not only like that top, um, you know, after committing to institution would be thrown asunder, thrown aside, right? Ditched from the program. Right, that he's now like he could just go like take whatever job he wanted because he's being paid to do it. Right, like Todd Graham could just go be like a, a ski instructor. These kids, they just they need to learn how to snowplow. I haven't quite gotten them to like slalom yet, but we'll get them to snowplow. Todd, Gra- Todd Graham's working the concession stand at the movie theater. Yeah, I just love movies, and I get to see him for free here. Plus, okay. the smell of popcorn—you can't beat that. Can I get you a diet coke? He's like a travel guide, you know, like he, he's known to like moving around the country. He's probably got some good advice on places you can go. Probably got some family you can stay with. Maybe he opens like a chain of bed and breakfast, something like that. Can he he just do his own YouTube show, which is like a professionally produced diners and drive diners, drive-ins and dives, like (laughs) knockoff. He right, should he like, should start telling people that he's Guy Fieri's dad. That's you know what? <laughs> Go tell somebody you know that Todd Graham is Guy Fieri's dad. I'm Cy Fieri. <laughs> I'm I'm big guy Fieri. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm 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 just here on, on drive-ins, dives, and drivers. Son, I remember when you were just boy Fieri. What a time that was. Diners and and drive into another job and fullback dives. Just just uh, in like a Camaro or something. Just I think I think yeah he's in the, like the whatever rental Arizona State can afford because although they're, they're really, funding this production that really would make you realize how good Guy Fieri is at his job because Todd Graham would just be like mm, that's really good. This is a competitive meal. This is a tough meal. You mean it's hard to chew? Huh? Yeah, I mean it's wrecking my insides. <laughs> just love to compete in my mouth. The, my interior offensive line is just getting collapsed by this chili. Just absolutely collapsed. <laughs> oh, that's uh, going back. By the way, Old Miss uh, has now extended. Uh, <laughs> Old Miss did the most Old Miss thing, man. This happened an hour ago, and I already forgot about it. No, no, we're we're so not done with things that have actually oh. happened. We haven't talked about weather. We haven't even talked about Tennessee yet. Uh, Ole Miss extending the uh, career of Matt Luke 
the offensive line coach who is serving as the interim after the firing of Hugh Freeze. Um, that interim tag immediately after beating Mississippi State. The joke going around on Ole Miss Twitter was, <laughs> oh, yeah, man, these suckers make him the permanent head coach now. Guess what, y'all? <laughs> I done manifested some shit. <laughs> Summon the demon and the demon hath arrived. So let's let's let, let's talk about Egg Bowl really quickly. Obviously, you you the simpleton think that Mississippi State lost this game because Nick Fitzgerald got injured, terribly injured. Like, don't watch it injured during this game. What I am telling you is that Mississippi State lost this game because they didn't play. Let me smell your dick during mm-hmm. the Egg Bowl. That's why they lost. Well, also would have accepted what that thing smelled like. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, unlike some SEC West teams, Ole Miss will, uh, will 100% ban profanity and profane sing-alongs to songs. Unlike LSU, where you can pay for them. If Odell Beckham Jr. wants to pay for it, you'll do it. That's karaoke is all you're describing. (laughs) Can you do that song about sucking a tiger dick? (laughs) Uh, no, yeah, no. guys, does anybody know why LSU did My Neck, My Back instead of the National Anthem? That seems weird. School President OBJ hath declared it to be the thing to do. <laughs> oh, you're going to blame Odell Beckham for My Neck, My Back instead of the National Anthem, right? That's that's who you're going to blame. When Jordan <laughs> Jefferson is sitting right over there with a Best Buy <laughs> gift card that he slipped to the band leader. Oh, man. Imagine the payouts you'd get. Just open bidding. LSU band oh, man. Showing up in Minx. Teron, Ma- Teron Matthews just handed, like, like, what are we... Why are we playing Umbrella by Rihanna? I don't know, man. Teron Matthew just gets really emotional. You should play it. <laughs> just move something in him. <laughs> the, the SEC is fine. Uh, fine for, you know, playing, playing juvenile for four consecutive hours of the CBS broadcast. <laughs> Uncle Gary learned all the words. We can't have that. I just, by the way, I just saw the, I just saw the verses for "Wipe Me Down" in full on, on the Tiger Stadium jumbotron. Just going like, man, we're there's a lot of words in this, and also there a lot of them are problematic. Just say them. Coach, I don't need you to say them. Uh, yeah, listen, referee, I'm going to go ahead and pay you every time there's a false start. I am going to need you to do the entire chorus of "Back That Ass Up." Can I say Thang? No, you cannot. You cannot say Thang. Welcome, Tiger fans, to Death Valley, where we are offering the head of officiating $1 million for a victory tonight. Let's hear a big cheer. <laughs> I mean, what do you say, ref? It would, be, crap. It, would be right keeping, it would be in keeping with a lot of traditional folkways in Louisiana for that to be the case. That's just politics. That's just Louisiana politics is all we're talking about. All right? You, it's, it's called pay to play, all right? Not pay to sit on the bench. By the way, I, do you know, I really, I think I would pay. I think I would pay $1,000 to hear Ed Orgeron shouting out, B-O-O-S-I-E-B-A-G-A-Z-Z, that's me, baby. Like, I would pay grand for that in real life and i'm not lying i would write the check it would it hurt grants a lot of money but i'd it'd be worth it just to hear it happen uh coach Ordron, what do you think was the difference in the game well uh, i got five on it uh as it turns out 
<laughs> All right, so so we have yeah we've like danced around the fucking nightmare shit show black hole of bad decisions and fuck uppery and stupidness that is Tennessee football. Let's can can I can I ask you to hold off on? Oh, we actually say one. Let's want to yeah. say one nice thing. I'm keep yeah. teasing this, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh well, no. Let's 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 also say. Um, I thought what Oklahoma's players did to honor <laughs> the dearly departed, the dearly departed Baker Mayfield, the death of Superman Baker Mayfield, <laughs> Baker Mayfield shining, smiling down from heaven. <laughs> Miss him so much. That was the funniest shit. I the only thing that would have been funnier than bringing his fucking jersey out to the coin toss would be if they had brought his jock strap instead. <laughs> <laughs> like, we on this program, we came up with the silliest way Oklahoma could pay tribute, which was the whole crowd stand up and grab their dicks. They top that! Our program. That's and fucking then, awesome, man. And then, Oklahoma's and, then, gonna win. and then he missed two plays. Two plays was the length of the suspension. <laughs> I like the whole joke Should've on Oklahoma run. Twitter. was like, oh, they they cheap shot at Baker, but he didn't retaliate because he's a changed man now. There, there was an excellent tweet like that. Like the whole video is, you know, he's uh, he gets he gets hit late. He calls for the flag, and then he turns calling for the flag that motion into like a silly like um uh who was the wrestlers uh, wrestlers from Australia the bushwhack bo- bu- bushwhack yeah. boys? the bushwhackers Whatever. bushwhackers bushwhackers that's what it was. He starts walking out the field like the bushwhackers. Because he's a changed man now. That's how he acts. Because he's grown up. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Spencer. Go ahead. So, uh, Florida did hire Dan Mullen. And the person I wanted to ask about this, right, is the uninvested party here. I wanted to ask Jason, like, okay. Because, like, you and I probably have, Ryan, we, we have probably, like, vested fixed opinions. I wanted to, I wanted to ask Jason. I'm like, okay, Jason. Is this is this good? Is this quantifiably or qualifiably good? What hiring Dan Mullen? Yeah. Okay. So as a fan of a team that already has a postseason win this year, some of y'all right. might not even know what the postseason is. My team has a chance to record multiple wins in it. Um, I can say that Florida hiring Dan Mullen seemed like the no brainer from the get go. Like it's just gonna work. It's just gonna work. It seems pretty simple to me. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. What is your what is your misgiving? My my misgivings are, are only this. It, it it seems like a really good idea, and for me, that's never a good thing, right? Like, what, oh yeah, that's what, a no brainer. What, what bad idea that's would you have preferred that they go went with instead? Kiffin, right? That that's the <laughs> that, that's the thing. <laughs> I think there were I think there were nothing but good options. I so could paralysis... I could pay my gas bill or I could buy a motorcycle. <laughs> like from my perspective, this is another example of Florida um things not being as bad as like they always somehow sound like they are. Like the school with three national titles in our lifetime, as I constantly reiterate. Um your fucking what, fourth choice was Willie Taggart, who would be awesome? Yeah, Let's no, we had have we had problems. we had nothing but good problems here, right? And and Dan Mullen's been absolutely like he has been the best coach 
in the history of Mississippi State football, right? Like modern Mississippi State football. Working with nothing, correct? Maybe the only. Was there even anyone there before? I can't say. I mean, people, people go, Jackie Sherrill. Go, go back and look. Jackie Sherrill's record there ain't all that. And he left with a little bit of a, you know, left with a little bit of a problem with the NCAA. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> whereas Dan, <laughs> there is an NCAA problem in the state. Is it, is it, is it a Dan school? Nope. I would just also like to point this out, by the way, you, you want to know, you want to know what some like Kaiser Soze shit is. It's walking away from Miss, the Mississippi state job without an NCAA case as a blot on your record and your opponent in ruins. All, all with, all with, oh, nothing happened. Nothing happened. Didn't do see? a thing. See, don't you want to see FSU get death penalty? <laughs> You'd be like, man, Florida State's a mess. Man, how did that happen? How did they get all these recordings of recruits that both Florida and Florida State were going to suddenly admitting to like getting cash during the recruiting process? How did that Dan's good at this shit. I'm trying to tell you. Good coach. The NCAA guy's just noticing details from the wall suddenly working its way into the narrative. <gasps> How did he do it? Yeah, you're. I think you're overthinking it. Probably. Probably. I do know this. Um, got a solid correlation between him and, and good to great college quarterbacks. I know that um, he's had a pretty good record of of hiring assistants. Maybe this year, accepted with defensive. Like we oh, might, oh, buddy, look at we might get that one. Oh man, this we might so get some exciting. emotional blitzing. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun today looking up the numbers. Um, like all, all you know, all our, all our, uh, all our jokes about him. No, they're totally real. Go look up like <laughs> forty yard plays allowed, fifty yard plays allowed, all that stuff. Mississippi State is aggressive. <laughs> Aggressive. They give, up, they give up long plays aggressively. <laughs> they have passionate blown coverages. Get the defense off the field. Bargain means necessary. Todd Grantham would be Todd Grantham lives every day like it's diehard. Like, I think we should wait for backup. <laughs> Fuck it, we're going in. You don't have a gun or shoes. I said we're going in. Yippee Kaye! Double A got blitz. Yeah, you know there's a slant open behind that. Yippee no, Kaye! No. <laughs> Triple A gap blitz. Hans Gruber. That's that's it. Just hey Hans. Todd Grantham talking into like his Nextel chirping cell phone, which I'm I'm convinced Todd Grantham still has a Nextel. Do you have a play card taped to your back? No. <laughs> See, they don't charge you for the chirps. Texts, phone calls, yeah, but chirps are free. Why did you need to why would you need to write write down the word blitz? All I do is yell it. We might we might be getting that, but I don't, listen, man. You, you put you put Dan Mullen in, in charge of the beautiful machine. Particularly one nice thing about Mullen that I'm I'm going to feel good about here. Uh, he's he's one of the guys who really pressed big for facilities at Mississippi State. Florida's got a couple of facilities upgrades in the works. He'll definitely push for him. He's not going to be shy about it. Um. Also, not too personable. We can't have a Florida coach who's too personable. It's against our rules. We need somebody who's, we need somebody who's a little weird. We need somebody who's a little prickly. 
Yeah, somebody who can take normal human interactions and make you say, like, God, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he and that's, happy and that's why Spencer Hall is going to be a great Florida head coach one day. <laughs> also, he loves to eat mall pizza. Absolutely love Sabaro. All right. So we've yeah. we've we've teased it enough. I'm going to lead us up to sort of the detonation zone <clears throat> regarding the Tennessee job. So Tennessee lost to Vanderbilt, sealing their first winless conference season, uh, conference record in the SEC ever. Uh, terrible season all around for Tennessee. Within uh, 24 hours on either, or 12 hours, I should say, of either side of the game. You had groomers popping up again. John Gruden somehow through, I think, Jason LaConfora saying that he was again talking to Tennessee. Uh, and then you had Mike Leach being a- associated with the job in this weird sort of like, well, if he, if offered, he would take it. Which is a thing also that's been said about Mac Brown and Arizona State, but we're not going to get off into that. And then a new name wandered into the Tennessee universe. Greg Schiano, formerly of uh, Rutgers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and MRSA and... <laughs> Most uh, currently uh, on staff at Ohio State. Once it was leaked, as all these jobs are, that uh, something was in the works, something was going to be announced, things were happening, wheels were in motion, quills were being readied. What was the reaction of Tennessee fans, legislators, astronauts, whoever? Kane! The wrestler Kane! Who is who is running for mayor of Knox County, to be clear? Correct. Correct. But also against this. Uniformly horrified is, is I think, the way that anyone at Tennessee reacted to this pick. Okay? Including, yeah, a number of legislators. And yeah, including, like, you know, like, I, just people who owned, uh, people who have season tickets people who give to the program right I mean, you had you had albert hainsworth taking advantage of 280 characters you know you had all sorts of former vols like the whole fucking state just said n- no 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 i mean horrified like like just just for for not for not even for non-football reasons for football reasons uh stephen white who writes for us at sbnation.com Stephen White saying things like, it's weird how aggressive some media folks are pushing Shiano, which there's a reason for that, by the way. Like they have memory hold his time here in Tampa and the Penn State stuff, which needs some clarification. Very, very weird. Very, very weird is Stephen White's own thing. Which Stephen White's got a point, by the way, that I want to return to, right? Which is this, which is. We hired Derek fucking Dooley and no one protested. It is amazing the way people are trying to paint this shit like Shiano is some kind of victim. Fuck him. He isn't entitled to the Tennessee job. Uh, also this. Uh, and why, pray tell, more Steven. If Tennessee is such a bad job, are so many football journalists apoplectic that Shiano may not get it now? Like I said earlier, very interesting. There's a reason for that, by the way. Shiano is awesome with the media. It's always been awesome with the media. Now, he's also... To be fair, it, it, 
context, a good football coach. There's only one reason Rutgers is ever good. All right. And that's because it took four years to dig them up to seven wins in the Big East and then led them to uh, what is a fairly consistent run, a good run historically from 2005 when they go seven and five. They win 11 games in 2006 uh, and are, are ranked. And then all the way through 2011, when eventually after a nine and four season, uh, Greg Schiano takes the Tampa Bay or I'm sorry, he uh, he took the Tampa Bay job then, correct? Yes, this was uh, after Chip Kelly almost took it and then backed out, if you recall. Yeah. So. With all that said, uh, after about five hours of it's a done deal. Uh, Greg Schiano signed a memorandum of understanding. Uh, guess what? Uh, they, they backed out. <laughs> there wasn't actually an understanding. There were some things that weren't understood at the time, so there to speak. Was, there was a memorandum, uh, and then there wasn't. And he's not going to be the coach at <clears> Tennessee. <throat> After, uh, it wasn't even that much. Well, like six hours or so of um, social media bloodletting and like actual physical protests and, and people walking around with like fucking higher Kiffin signs and the rock at in Knoxville getting painted with like the absolute uh, worst possible reading of <clears throat> the allegation against Reaciano, which it was in the Sandusky trial. Mike McQuarrie said at some point, apparently during a, a long series of questioning, that someone told him... Tom Bradley that, that, told him. That, yeah, that, that Tom Bradley told him that Bradley had heard from Shiano that Shiano knew, which now we're talking about, like, secondhand hearsay. Double hearsay! Some great... Which, like, a lot of legal lessons here for y'all. That's not exactly ironclad proof that Greg Shiano knew. Not in the least. Now, I will tell you this. That's also a lot to run with to say that this was... Uh, an uncorroborated hearsay allegation in an investigation uh, combined with uh, the Twitter mob, the social medias bringing this guy down. No, 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 no. That's horse shit. That's not how this happened, okay? This happened at the grassroots level. This happened because people at Tennessee were repelled by the idea of this guy being their coach. All right? And not just for that reason. I know that's what ends up on the rock, and I know that's what everyone's going to see, right, when they do this. But at the same time, that is totally not why this happened, okay? This happened because people started pulling money out of the situation when they saw that this is who the AD had picked and was running with, all right? For football reasons alone, you could get this. Because you know who likes working with Greg Schiano? No one. Media members, that's it. And and I don't think, me- I don't think media members uh, can play guard or tackle. They pro- some could. I know Andy Staples is out there, and I don't want to impugn his abilities. But other than him. They're past peak, man. Oh, Andy, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it! Andy would admit it. Happily. Um, Yeah, also, probably worth pointing out that Tennessee just paid out a $2 million settlement uh, for sexual assault allegations you may recall that uh, Butch Jones accused, I think, one of the members of the team who's later left of his own accord or was dismissed, I honestly don't remember, of being a traitor 
for cooperating with a police investigation, if that sounds right. Um, so, so there's, there's a lot of reasons why Tennessee should stay away from somebody who even may have used incredibly poor judgment regarding improper sexual contact. You know, I, the issues of proof, a hundred percent there. The yeah. idea, the idea that he is having his name drugged through the mud, doesn't feel entirely to the point. The idea that like Greg Schiano can never get a head coaching job anywhere else now because of this. I I hope that Tennessee, you know, realizes now that they need somebody who has not just like a clean record on this, but a good record on this. Somebody who has shown that they know how to handle these situations and handle them well. I don't the whole thing just seems so like ill-conceived to the point where now we're out here asking is the fucking AD even going to be involved with this coaching search anymore he fucked it up so badly yeah like like by the way this is another thing too right uh one there's going to be the misinterpretation that that an internet mob completely took down Greg Schiano on a false accusation no it would be an absolutely terrible visual if this is where our starting line is, right? If your line of scrimmage at the higher is, well, listen, university with a troubled record of recent uh, sexual assault, you know, and discrimination, sexual harassment cases, right? If your line of scrimmage in that context starts at, well, you know, he didn't know about this, but was mentioned in the case. That's a bad place for you to even start, right? Two, Culturally, you just got off of a fit of a guy who is a lot like Greg Schiano in the way that he does things, right? Kind of a square-headed control freak. Yes, all coaches are control freaks, but there's different kinds, right? And it looks to me like you were just hiring another one. Like, a guy who sounds a lot like Butch Jones. A yeah, guy like, like walk- Butch, Butch Jones if you didn't water him enough. Right, like a guy who's going to walk in like... Like, he's going like, to walk in with his, like, 15 slogans and be like, well, first we're going to keep chopping wood. Well, like, if, if Butch is Squirtle, this is War Turtle. Right. Just yeah, I mean, sort of there's a lot going on here. Like, did Greg Schiano deserve to be hired as a, a Power 5 head coach? Eh, eh, I don't know, give or take. Um, you know, based on just his on-field production and all that. Um, you know, based on the fact that he's, like, a well-known dick and, like, you know, not great for athletes and like all the verified confirmed stuff. Um, I think there's an easy case against him being in charge of student athletes in the face of a university and all that. Uh, if we're talking about like allegations, yeah, you gotta, you know, you gotta factor that stuff in, you know, and like you're saying, if you're Tennessee, you, you need someone who's not just, well, we think he's probably clean or there's nothing we prove. It's more, okay, we know he's actively a good dude. Um, so like, I mean, there's just a lot going on here. Like, n- no, I don't really feel bad for Greg Schiano, but at the same time, it's just wild to see, um, just something being run with like it's facts when it's, it, it's, it, no one knows. Well, here's, here's what all coaching searches come down to and all coaching hires. What you're selling to your fan base is the idea that change is possible, that improvement is out there, that a new day lies within your almost immediate grasp. And to do that, you have to bring somebody who like you can convincingly sell that 
it doesn't always listen. Like Florida fans felt fine about Jim. Felt like I think pretty good about Jim McElwain. They saw what he'd done at Colorado State, and they said, "Okay, here's an offensive-minded guy who you know can has done pretty well with far less talent than he'll be able to get here at Florida." That sounds great. It didn't work out that way, but what all of these hires are about is sell, like it's why Mike Riley was doomed at the start at Nebraska's. You couldn't sell anybody at Nebraska that Mike Riley is the path forward. It's why PJ Fleck probably got it's part of why he got an extension in a not very good Minnesota year because Minnesota fans, at least enough of them, can buy that PJ Fleck will do things in such a way that Minnesota will improve over the long term for it. It's the best thing that UCLA did. There are a ton of reasons to question whether Chip Kelly will work out at UCLA. The Pac-12 is a much more competitive conference than it was when he got started at Oregon. He has a completely different recruiting situation now uh, with USC in his own backyard. He's been away from the game. His offense is not as surprising and... uh, innovative and new as it was when he was getting things cranked up in Eugene. But you get to sell, tell UCLA fans that like, yes, this is something you can believe in and you can have excitement in. For so for every possible reason, Greg Schiano did not check any of those boxes. He did not make you feel better about where Tennessee was going to go football-wise. He did not make you feel better about where Tennessee was going to go culture-wise or national prominence wise or any of he did nothing he he did absolutely nothing in and you know john gruden as baffling a hire as it would have been that at least to that fan base would have set the right tone in terms of like here's a reason to believe here's a reason that you can be proud of the future of tennessee football and they just totally fucking flubbed it yeah, can I, yeah, and a step further, by the way, another angle here, okay? Um, all of these people we, we've talked about getting hired, by the way, okay? It will include, like, Florida in this as well, okay? Dan Mullen, white guy. Greg Chiano, white guy. Matt Luke, in a room carried over, whatever, white guy, right? Fired, Kevin Sumlin, likely replacement, Jimbo Fisher, white guy. Right. Oh, if there were only a University of Tennessee uh, alum who was uh, a, a bright rising star, African American, right? Who had oh, I don't know, a serious legacy at the university as their only recent national title. QB, maybe not. May, not maybe Peyton running Manning. a maybe running a Power Five championship potential offense like this right. very year. Right. And and grooming a. Grooming a first-round NFL pick while recruiting one of the nation's like most important hotbeds, right? If only that assistant were waiting for a chance to come home, but no, you bypassed him for what—a turbulent, recycled pick off the NFL pile. Just a disaster. Start to finish on every front, right? Including from a diversity perspective. Yeah, it's it's the most surprising thing about all of it is that they seemed so blissfully unaware that it would go this badly. 
Like how bad well, of a is, read? How bad of a read do you have to have on your fan base to know that they will see Greg Schiano and for all of the reasons we mentioned, just feel totally down on it? I I, I bet you couldn't find two hundred Tennessee fans that think Greg Schiano is a good choice for this job. I bet you couldn't. Yeah, I mean, I I do wonder like what were they picturing the reaction was going to be. Oh yeah, that's a good hire. He he won at Rutgers in two thousand six. Like, do do they not understand that Tennessee doesn't want to be in the same sentence as fucking Rutgers? Is that hard? Is that like confusing to anybody? It's... He did he did hold Iowa to um, less than its season high in scoring this season. That's true. That's true. Congratulations. When I can when I can roll when I can roll off the couch in your coaching search and be like. Hey, go grab Mike Leach. He'll be the more stable, less controversial pick. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, even Kevin, like, just go get Kevin Sumlin at this point. You know, like, there are any number of coaches that would be more interesting, better chance of success, far less unpleasant in terms of background. And, you know, it's it's definitely not just the sexual assault issues uh, it's definitely not just the penn state issues it's like you said he has all these former players that think he's a fucking dick it's just I, I i'll say this it took all of the attention away from tennessee's terrible season it has succeeded in <laughs> nobody's talking about what tennessee did on the field this year was that was that the, the move all along i guess i guess so i guess so just fucking brilliant like but, I, but, but, by the way Again, offering slaps for anybody who wants to make Craig Shiano the martyr here. All right. Yeah, there's no, don't do that. Oh, no, no. Already happened. Media had already had an article up. I guarantee you three or four of the people who use him as a source in the media consistently while he tries to get another better job and very effectively works that tree, they'll totally say this as well. They'll pop right in. Let's yeah. let's 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 can we end on a happier note and do some uh, charity reads? Be great. My charity read from James. Uh, first, go Astros. I don't know who they are, but congratulations to them. Whoever, I'm sure they did something amazing. Second, y'all spelled Y apostrophe A L L, not Y A apostrophe L L. I know it's dumb to be pedantic in general, even dumber to be pedantic about something like this. But this is the dumb hill I'm willing to die on. It's important to know what dumb hill you're willing to die on. So uh, I I approve, James. Thank you for your charity, your kindness, and uh, your giving to those who have been affected by natural disasters this year. Thank you, James. If you If you mistakenly think that the apostrophe goes after the A instead of in front of it, stop it. Stop it right now. Like, what I always wonder is, what do people think is being abbreviated out? Do you think y'all is short for y'all? No, it's short for you all. I don't know. Just just think through it, y'all. <laughs> maybe maybe go, maybe go to school. Maybe spend, spend an hour or two in the library if you can't figure out y'all. From Tyler, uh, who donated uh, $50.46 to Disaster Relief, at the time... He donated. It had been 5,046 days since Virginia beat Virginia Tech. That number has since climbed. (laughs) (laughs) And and we'll continue to do so. We'll continue. So I believe Tyler owes at least another um, $3.65 to uh, disaster relief. (laughs) Yeah, this was good. This was good. Spite, uh, he called a shot early. 
Um, Virginia it looked better this year than they did last year for sure. Virginia Tech had looked decent, but it had been uneven. Didn't matter. Commonwealth Cup went in the exact same way. Um, before I get to this last one, uh, a few shout-outs to Chris Moritz, Daniel Ke- Daniel Kelly, Ben Gelman-Chomsky, Calvin Williamson. Thank you for your donations. This is from Jake. Now, Jake wrote in and asked if we could do an ad read urging our listeners to call their representatives to demand that the Trump Organization's assets, as well as Donald Trump's personal assets, be expropriated to pay for food, water, and infrastructure repair in Puerto Rico. I told him that I was willing to compromise thusly. I would like us to start calling the White House and convincing Donald Trump that we should add Puerto Rico as a state. And you're saying, well, how are we going to get him to do this? There doesn't seem to be any like direct benefit. We're going to appeal to his ego. We've had so many presidents over the last over all all of the presidents within our lifetimes have not added a single star to the flag. It's always been 50. They haven't had the ambition, the guts, the deal power to put a 51st star on the flag. So we're challenging you, President Trump, put that 51st star up there. Show him how bad you are. Show him what a big, strong boy, big, strong boy you are. Do we have anything else left to talk about this week? Um, let's, uh, without stepping on the preview thing, uh, just this, that, uh, I wanted to talk about one question, what one question that I think is really, really hard. Who do you get to come in and take this Arkansas job? I haven't even thought of, I like, honestly, with all the bullshit that happened in the last 24 hours, I haven't even thought about the Arkansas job. I know. Once. I've, I've come, I've come back to this one. Cause I now realize I'm like, I want somebody, I want somebody to be forced into the corner of, well, fuck it. <laughs> you know? I mean, I mean, Mike Leach is being bandied about for this job as well. Is he not? He is. Uh, he is. Yeah. Uh, it is, it is open. It is a possibility. Um, I also feel like, I also feel like Arkansas could do that. I feel like Tennessee might, man. I don't know. Like of all the unlikely places, Tennessee might end up hiring somebody interesting on accident. Tennessee might but, just just see if Brady Hogue might just get the job for a year just to let everything die down at this point. <laughs> just so no one will pay attention. Like Tennessee is so damn toxic now for a million reasons that it's got to be somebody like Mike Leach. Like he ain't afraid. What does he care? It's this is interesting to him, you know. He's just come to come in and be fascinated. Oh, there's there's people on fire in my office. That's that's amazing. Tennessee football. Do you want to die? Yes, please. <laughs>